You're listening to Chugging Bleach, the only podcast where the bounce count. Welcome to Chugging Bleach, our Bleach review podcast where we review all of Bleach on Gigaboots. That's what we do. How much Bleach is there on Gigaboots? There's too much, clearly. <laughs> I'm your host, Bob Video Games, and with me, as usual, Anime Danime. Ichigo and his friends. Chris Wolfart. Bala. And Dr. Agro. More like Baja Blast. <sighs> That's going to be a movie monster. We're going to watch a Bleach movie and they're going to be like, this is a new hollow. His name is Baja Blast. And you're going to be like, I regret making the joke as you fall to hell. Maybe if we say Fertiz to Freeze in a heavy enough Spanish accent, <laughs> it'll sound legitimate. Thank God Kubo hasn't gone to Taco Bell. <laughs> we would be ruined. And, and, uh, using the pesquisas, the crunch wrappers. <laughs> they, they start chasing the soul society. This week, we reviewed episodes 140 through 144. Mm-hmm. Five episodes there, yeah. as usual. That's true. Nothing weird happening here. Yet. No, nothing yet weird yet. Yeah. It's just one day you're going to tune in. It's going to be like we watched 40 episodes. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> We're not recapping them. That's too many. <laughs> Watch them yourself. You don't want to recap. Don't pretend you do. It was some filler arc. You didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> Before we get to those episodes, though, Chris, can you tell me about how to get early access to this and other podcasts? Well, if you'd like early access to this and other podcasts uh, from us, not other people, you can go to our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to this show, Chugging Bleach. In fact, if you're listening to this on YouTube, there is another episode on the Patreon right now. Uh, you also get early access to Pokemon Go to the Movies, a monthly Ooh. show where we review every Pokemon movie featuring special guest Shibuya Gato from Shibuya Gato. <laughs> As well as extended versions of shows when we do shows and don't include all the content because it was bad or because it got cut left on the cutting room floor or, you know, things get truncated. Uh, and you get a patron exclusive show one a month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about. For example, last month we had to watch Final Destination. No, I'm sorry. The Final Destination. The fourth movie. And really, time dilates in the bleach dimension. So last month was many months ago. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's true. Uh, 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 who, who knows what the actual last thing was? It may have been good or bad. That's true. Really, they're listening to this and they're like, I miss Chris shilling the Patreon. <laughs> it's a shame he got killed by, by that thing. Devil. And remember, patron exclusive shows are almost never released publicly. So you have almost three years of them to go through if, if you give to our Patreon. That's value. Yeah, if anything, the most emblematic thing of our podcast network is that we do so much more than anyone else. So when you sign up for that, you get 35 cursed content committees. That's three years worth. Yeah, you could sign up for just for one month and then completely forget about it forever and keep giving us five dollars for the month. Uh, that's true. <laughs> also, uh, and you know, it's been a while since we brought this up. Uh, we are the exclusive platform to watch the hit indie film Isolation One One Nine, available on GB Podcasts on Patreon.com. <laughs> and, and you know, also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shill a product that I don't use myself. I am actually a five dollar patron on our Patreon, yeah, because <laughs> it was just easier it was way less hassle than like bugging dan to give me the files <laughs> so i could listen to some of this shit 
I'm, I'm going to be real. It is a constant struggle to not <laughs> contribute to our Patreon myself so I don't have to ask Dan for things. God, we are just we are just making a good sell here. It's We're all struggling not signing up at patreon.com <laughs> says GP Podcast right now. Not losing money for no benefit. <laughs> One might even say we're weaker than you, patron. <laughs> Because you made the wise decision to sign up and get it over with. <laughs> okay, that's probably enough about Patreon. <laughs> Chris, I don't remember what happened to these episodes anymore. We've gone to shoot on Patreon. You're a fucking terrible host. <laughs> you're like, I'm the host of this Bleach podcast. What the fuck's Bleach? Who, who am this I? Shit? Don't worry, Bob. I got you covered. Training. <laughs> Episode 140. The three-minute recap is now standard. Yep. We, we went over that in the last episode. That That's now pretty much standard. Urahara blocks Wonderweiss. That's the dweeby Melvins. Like the freckles <laughs> and he has blonde hair. That, that's the dweeby Melvin. Arankar's attack. And is mildly surprised by it. And is like, that was a little weird. What was that? Then Yami blasts him from behind and says, It's a Bala. It's like a mini Saro. It's not as powerful, but it's 20 times faster. He turns into Dr. Weird. Yes, and then he like shoots a bunch more down into the ground and he does that move that vegeta does when he's about to get owned yeah like it's just oh man this isn't gonna work out (laughs) yes he does that is exactly what he does (laughs) i mean as we all know if, if you're in an anime and you shoot a bunch of attacks at somebody and it creates a dust cloud you actually did nothing yeah there is no situation ever where that has been effective in any series ever Loopy's watching and is like, damn, I wanted to kill him. Oh, well, I'll just sexually assault this woman. He'll settle for that. Yeah. Rangiku starts shit-talking him and is like, men shouldn't talk. Loopy gets really <laughs> mad and, like, visibly bites back a slur. Meanwhile, the Rangiku fans in the audience are just becoming a cartoon wolf. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's like, I'm gonna skewer you with these spikes. But then a bunch of his tentacles freeze because Kitsugai is still alive, and Loopy's like, but I hit him once. Why isn't he dead? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've never watched anime before. What's happening? <laughs> then Hitsugaya explains that Lupi is fucking owned because his weapon can... Because uh, Kyorin Maru, his Zanpakuto, mm-hmm. can actually use all of the water in the air as ice. This is another thing they stole for the fucking Bound Arc. This explanation. Because oh. it's exactly like the explanation Karia gives for why he can defeat Byakuya. Oh, it is. Yeah. And I checked the timelines. This matches up pretty well. (sighs) Go lie down. (laughs) I don't want to think about parallel to this me watching this as a past me watching the (laughs) bout arc. I don't want to think about Karia being similar to (laughs) to (laughs) Gaia. (laughs) Uh, Hmm. Anyway, he squashes Loopy with a bunch of ice pillars and all his tentacles freeze and shatter and Loopy screams like a whiny little bitch. It's a really funny scream. If if Hitsugaya was in a game made by Blizzard, he would be removed for weeks because of this move. God, talk about dating the fucking podcast. <laughs> Maybe they understand I'm just still bitter. Yami's like, that idiot underestimated him and then gets like pot-shotted by Urahara because he's like, why are you still alive? I shot a bunch of energy blasts down into the cloud. Why aren't you dead? Then Urahara does the the next thing you're going to say bit. Hmm. This is pretty good. And dodges Yami's bala and hits him pretty hard. And Urahara's like, I had a balloon thing. It it turns into a guy. 
So you are actually just hitting this weird gi guy. And Urahar keeps... When Urahar wants to sound intimidating, he keeps going into, like, a solid snake voice. Yeah. <laughs> then he stops one of Yami's big attacks dead and almost literally says, the same technique never works on a gold saint twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Ichigo's getting bodied again. He's still gassed from using the mask, and he tries to use it again, but it doesn't work. Uh, so Grimjow just kicks him through a couple of city blocks. It's like, you're obviously too tired or too damaged to do the mask thing again. He's like, I've seen fucking Dragon Ball Z. I know how Kaioken works. You're exhausted, aren't you? It's, it's, he's just, he's so shitty about it. He's like, oh man, you were almost cool. This was almost a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> then he stabs Ichigo through both wrists, pinning his arms to the ground. And he starts to charge Saro, and he's going to blow Ichigo's head off. Then Rukia shows up and freezes him with a big tidal wave of snow. And she and she runs up and tries to pull the, the sword out. But Grimjow sank that shit so far into the pavement that she can't. And, and then Grimjow instantly breaks out and palms her head and basically says, that wasn't even a Bonkai. What are you doing? Why did you think that I was owned? And he's like, okay, I'm just going to point blank Sarah you and blow your head off. And then he gets poleaxed with an energy attack. And there's just a still image of him standing there with a smoke effect coming off his wrist where the attack hit. It is completely still. He's not yeah. blinking. He's not twitching. It is a still image. I, I think that's intentional. He's just thinking, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, my last arm. Okay. Still there. <laughs> We're good. That would be really something. It was like Grimjow with no arms. <laughs> what <laughs> happened to your other arm? He's... I didn't need that one either. <laughs> and, and then one episode later, Ichigo going, oh, fuck, he was still right. <laughs> Shinji threw the attack, and he shows up with drip. <laughs> yeah. He says, I hate getting involved in Soul Reapers fighting, but if you're going to make so min so much noise, I guess I have to. And then Grimjow's like, what are you, one of Ichigo's friends? And Shinji is so fucking offended by this. He's like, do I look like one of his friends? <laughs> have you seen his friends? <laughs> so Grimjow rips his sword out of Ichigo's arm and Ichigo cries. And he's like, Err! <laughs> And uh, him and him, him and Shinji start to fight, and Shinji puts on his mask, and his really cool theme starts. He starts not, and he knocks Grimjow away, and starts kind of smacking him around. And Grimjow's like, "You have a mask. You are one of his friends." And Shinji is so fucking offended by this repeated insistence that he is Ichigo's friend that he uses his own sarrow and knocks Grimjow out of the sky and like blasts him down into a crater. And Grimjow's in cope mode now. <laughs> He's like, one person doing this is bad enough, but there's a second person. Fuck this. I'm going to release. Uh, but Ulkiora shows up and stops him. Ulkiora is like, we got what we wanted. Time to leave. And then the negation, which is the big beam of light that sucks you back into Hueco Mundo. That is how Aizen and Gein and Tosin escaped in the Soul Society arc. Hits all of them and it blows, uh, hits a guy's ice off, Loopy. Loopy's like, too bad you didn't kill me, Soul Reaper. I'm going to come back and twist your head off. And then they get airlifted out. Ulkiora internally pontificates about Ichigo and basically calls him a cuck. Uh, and then he says a bunch of shit about Orihime where he's like metaphorically calling her the sun. <laughs> and it's like, okay, sure thing. The Arankar Encyclopedia. Tosin interrupts Gin to explain the Hogyoku. 
He explains what we saw in, in the previous episode where if you punch pump a bunch of energy into the Hogoku, it wakes up briefly. And they use this to make Wonderweiss. Uh, and Wonderweiss is like snuggling up to Tosin and Tosin pets him like a cat. And there's like a pink thing behind him and sparkles. Episode 141. We open at Orihime's house and she's writing like a note to Hitsugaya and Rangiku because she's being kidnapped. Don't forget to wipe your ass and take a bath yeah. every day. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is a really basic note she's leaving. She got given a bracelet that makes her into a ghost. <laughs> I know the rules of this shit is so good and funny. She's invisible and can pass through physical objects. Ulkiora gave her 12 hours and told her she could say goodbye to one person, but she's not allowed to tell them what's going on. Weird, weird, like, thing that they just have. Anyway, Orihime, you have 24 hours to hatch this egg. <laughs> <laughs> His stipulations for this, are for her being able to tell one person, also really constrictive too. It's like, what? Did, what? <laughs> Say goodbye, like but they don't. They can't know what you're doing. <laughs> there's a, there's so many rules. I I don't think yeah, there's, there's anything funnier in all of Bleach so far than the insane setup for this episode. I enjoy it. Like the, the 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 idea itself, like come with me or I'll kill all your friends. Oh shit! That thing you're planning to do anyway. Yes. <laughs> We're going to do it now, well, she, but it'll she, be well, your she, fault. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't know that she knows that they're going to blow up the city to make to get to the Soul King. He has no way of knowing <laughs> she knows that. Oh man! Uh, we cut to Urahara's basement, and Ikaku is resisting medical care, so Uruu puts him in a fucking triangle choke <laughs> and starts to like crush his windpipe. And Tensei, Urahara's assistant, is like, "That's good, Uruu. Hold him like that." Yeah, I think he's been lied about knock him out. It's easier to deal with him when he's not mm -hmm. conscious. Yumichika is being held down by the mod souls because he's wrapped up like a mummy and they're holding the bandages. The mod souls do their shtick and then get chased around by Yumichika. That's pretty much always what happens when the mod souls are involved. It's like having three additional cones. Yeah. We filled some time. <laughs> yep, fill time. <laughs> Gotta fill time. It's a guy is watching and unamused at their antics. Urahara is brooding. It's a guy in her monologues about what Urahara could be thinking about. And I'm like, dude, it's nothing. It's Urahara. He ain't fucking thinking about shit. Uh, no, he's thinking about something that's irrelevant and probably zany. He's planning the next way he's going to be weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the fucking inner monologue about what he's thinking just keeps fucking going on. It's like a minute and a half. Rangiku has been trying to call Soul Society on the phone, but can't get through. Or he may wanders around invisible through a market and like is looking at the clothes. We get like a woman be shopping scene with her last 12 hours. She's weirded out by being a ghost. She's just wandering around. She goes to school and brood. She sits in their classroom. She flashes back to Ichigo a little bit. Keigo and Mizuru show up and she hides even though she doesn't need to because she's invisible. And then as if addressing me writing that down in these notes, she even <laughs> thinks that she's like, wait, why am I hiding? They can't see me. Mizuru is still treating Keigo badly, which makes sense because it's Keigo. Yes. <laughs> They're really stunned that his that Ichigo's chair got knocked over. And then Keigo shits and pisses everywhere and is like, everybody who's been absent must be cutting class to have fun without me. And then Mizuru says, no, because if they would, they would invite me also. <laughs> so you don't have to worry. They're not doing it. You would be the only person not invited. And then they talk about Tats Tatsuki a little while because they're still really trying to sell us that Tatsuki's an important character. They're like, Tatsuki's been left out pretty hard, too. And I'm like, not as much as fans of Tatsuki. 
it's rough to see the acknowledgement in the content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Hime sits under a tree for a while and also thinks about Tatsuki, and then she runs to go see her and almost gets hit by a soccer ball, but it goes through her and she wists a little more. <laughs> She's so wisty right now. We cut to Ichigo's room. Ruki is sleeping under Ichigo's desk because he's in bed hurt. And she's trying to call Orihime, but can't. We flash back to the visors, and Hachi is saying he can only sort of heal Ichigo because he doesn't actually heal people. He reverts space and time, yeah. but because Ichigo has so much Arankar stink on him, that the powers don't work. So Ichigo has to be away from Hollows for a while to help his recovery. It's the most nonsense like excuse to have Ichigo at home instead of at their place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> this is a reach. <laughs> a lot of contrivances going on in this section. <laughs> that is true. At least some of them are fun. Like, hey, remember early Yu Yu Hakusho fun? We're gonna do that. <laughs> but with Orihime, this is just like, uh, and here's why that won't work. Every doctor in Japan had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Rukia wonders what Ichigo was doing while he was gone. She says she's going to go see Orihime. And then here's Yuzu and Karen eavesdropping and checks on him. They were trying to bring in dinner so they could just stare at Ichigo's comatose body while they eat. And uh, Yuzu also made an Amu rice for uh, Rukia and drew her picture on it with ketchup. I think I might, might, I might have a picture of that. Let me check. That's an important <laughs> thing to have a picture of. It is. Was I smart enough to take a picture of? Survey says. I was. Hooray! Amazing. She tries to escape, but they force her to eat it, and then she does the dishes. She runs into Ishin and is like, don't feel bad, Rookie. He got beaten up by those bullies who were bothering you because Ichigo's a cop. <laughs> uh, he's doing a really good job performing as an idiot. He's a method actor. <laughs> yeah. Rukia leaves, and then Ichigo's siblings are sleeping on his floor. His curtains billow a little bit, and Orihime comes through the window, because I guess this bracelet also fucking lets her fly. Well, she doesn't just put her hands into the wall where she wants to and climb, maybe? <laughs> so they're just handholds <laughs> now for where she fades back into reality in the wall? <laughs> Look, if you guys think that a girl this down bad does not know how to climb up to his bedroom window, you are living in a dream <laughs> world. <laughs> at her fingertips and they're bleeding. <laughs> Orihime, you're a high school student. Why do you carry a mountaineering hook? <laughs> Why don't you mind your own goddamn business? Uh, she comes up to his room and stares a little bit and she came to say goodbye to him and is talking to his unconscious body. We get a really extended sequence of, of old clips while she's leaning down like she's just going to stick her tongue in his mouth. Not a little either. All of it. This shit lasts two minutes, uh, but she she doesn't actually do it. She just starts crying again. She's like, oh, this has your scent. This room smells like you. I want to curse you. And I'm just like, okay, this is, um, mm. <laughs> Then she's like, leaves and lists all the stuff she wanted to do, but can't because she's going to be kidnapped. And most of them are about food. And then she's gone, and at the bottom of her, the note she left uh, teaching Hitsugaya and Rangiku how to wipe their asses, she wrote, Goodbye, Halcyon Days. Why, why does Japan like the phrase Halcyon Days so much? Uh, they're really into kingfisher birds. <laughs> this sounds cool. But it's time for the illustrated guide to soul reapers, not golden. Not golden. Ah, no. 
Kago is babbling at Mizuru, but Mizuru isn't listening. And Kago's like, I, I, I gotta figure out who Ikaku is. Maybe he's like a spy. And they show Ikaku is like James Bond. He's like, or an attendant of the Shogun who fights evil. And then Mizuru says, from what I hear, he's gonna be your brother-in-law. And they show him in like a in like the Yukata with his sister and Kago cries. It was really good. Episode 142. This has the funniest opening line, but also the dumbest thing I've laughed at in Bleach because something about the delivery of Hitsugaya saying, come immediately, Ichigo. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's morning. <laughs> Ichigo is regaining consciousness and falls out of bed and hits his head. The subtitles in the subs, he has a line where he says, did I actually bolt awake and fall out of my bed? What a fucking cliche, but the dub cuts it. Huh. Uh, hmm. Ichigo realizes he's healed and doesn't know who did it. And then Hitsugaya shows up and says it was Orihime. There's an emergency, so come now. So they're all in Orihime's house in front of the nightmare OLED. They call Soul Society and Ukitake is there. He says he's here because he's the last person to see Orihime. He explains that she either got captured or killed by the RN cars and Rukia copes a little bit. Ichigo throws a fit and points out, well, I was healed, so obviously Orihime must still be alive. Then Yamamoto shows up and we're now in like the fucking annoying part of this set of episodes where he's just like, she must be a traitor. So, so we can build tension between Ichigo and Soul Society for no reason. Yeah, I think they just keep hammering in on, no, Yamanota sucks. Like, that's the, all, the <laughs> yeah, whole point I mean, of the first arc, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do. It, it, it's, it's really dumb. Even Renji is like, let's just stop talking so we can get through this scene. If we can just, like, end this Aizen arc, the Iron Car arc, with, like, I don't know, Yamamoto and Aizen in a plane and it just hits a cliff <laughs> and explodes, <laughs> that would be the happiest ending possible. <laughs> Everybody has to go back to Soul Society. He sent Kenpachi and Byakuya back because like, if you try to resist, they'll just drag you back. And Ichigo's like, well, if you're not going to help, I'm going to go to Hueco Mundo myself and get Orihime back. Tell me how to go. Yamimoto says, no, you're going to sit here and wait for orders. And that would be the point where I would be like, bitch, I don't work for you. <laughs> right? That, yeah. that is word for word the sentence I yelled at my TV. <laughs> <laughs> Like, in what world did he think that that would have gone well? Yeah, you remember, well, like, last week when he broke into your compound and, like, kicked <laughs> the shit out of you guys? Yeah, do you remember when he kicked the shit out of both people he you now sent to force them into compliance? <laughs> right. And now has a power-up? Fucking <laughs> Ichigo was like, I'll fucking do it again. Bring it on. I'll do it with the 40 tape oh into my, my left hand. Oh, my God, this is something they did in the movie. Huh. Where, where captains show up and are like, Okay, other characters, you now have to do what we say. They do that in the movie. Hmm. Reapers be soul societing. <laughs> Rukia tries to talk to him, and he and he's just like he's disassociating. He's like standing in front of TV static. So she just has to leave. Meanwhile, Tatsuki is running around and attacking random people with orange hair because they might be Orihime. <laughs> Reasonable. I mean, how many of them can there be? She runs around and goes to Dunkin' Donuts, but Orihime's not there. Nothing actually happens in this scene. Nope. We cut to the Visor's basement. Shinji is watching his face, and Mashiro runs up and shows him a shopping bag, and Shinji's like, don't just fucking bring random things outside into the fucking base. You don't know what this is. What is wrong with you? I found this on the ground in front of the warehouse. Don't just pick stuff up off the floor when you don't know what it is. It's, it's just Ichigo's bandages, and he left a note that says thanks, and Shinji's like, oh, fuck, he's gonna do something stupid. Which is funny, because Shinji seems to be the only character who, one, understands Ichigo's skill set, 
and two understands Ichigo's temperament. No <laughs> other character seems to understand both. <laughs> right. We're, at Ichi we're back at Ichigo's house. His family burst into his door to harass him, but he's just sitting there moping. He's too sad to eat, even though Yuzu made all his favorites. He's really apologetic, and then Cone jumps up and... In the Japanese dub, is like tells a joke about how the Japanese are too apologetic. Oh. He's like, wow, Ichigo, three apologies in five minutes. That's a Japanese national record. But in the dub, he's like, wow, J Ichigo, three apologies. That's a world record for patheticness. Then Cone cones at Ichigo for a little while longer, and Ichigo's like, can you get off my bed so I can lay down? Uh, and, then, and then Cone cones some more at him. A lot of coning happening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's true. We're at school the next day, and the terrible teacher is annoyed Ichigo is absent for a month and just keeps hitting him. Yeah, it keeps pounding him on the face with a notebook. He's like, I bet you didn't notice anything that was going on. And he goes, you changed your higher style. And she goes, yes, it did. I changed it three weeks ago. <laughs> Keigo attempts to Keigo him, but Mizuru stops him. Ichigo's giving everybody pithy excuses and is like, oh, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm not friends with you anymore because I'm going to have to go do something suicidal. Tatsuki shows up and it's like, Orihime's gone. You know where he is, don't you? And Ichigo tries to play dumb and literally gaslight her. Where he's like, no, you're crazy, Tatsuki. <laughs> all, me wearing the funny thing and is and jumping around and fighting guys is all, you're just delusional. You're hysterical. Go lay down. Uh, and she grabs his collar and is like, I am really fucking gay and could always sense Orihime and now I can't. Where the fuck is she? Ichigo keeps to his story and she's like, I fucking seen you as a soul reaper. What the fuck's going on? He blows her off again and she smashes his head through a fucking window. She haymakers him. His shit gets mm. rocked. She hits him so hard his fucking head snaps back into the window and shatters it. And this isn't like goofy anime punch. His shit is work. Mm -hmm. I've remembered that panel from the manga for 20 years. <laughs> I have been looking forward to that. <laughs> she basically just has a breakdown on him for lying to her. And then he just kind of slinks off. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. Keigo, Mizuru, take care of Tatsuki. And I'm like, oh shit, they're going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. She could clear a hundred Keigos <laughs> yeah, in her sleep. Obviously. <laughs> they're going to try to kill her. <laughs> I would also, I would, I would watch that. <laughs> the Keigo tie. <laughs> It's like Tatsuki doing like fighting like a hundred Agent Smith. They're, <laughs> they're all Kago. I don't think the world's ready for a hundred Kagos. They can't even run in an intimidating way. Like, yeah. You know from the way they're he running. He does that run forward. where his hands are above his head and he's doing like jazz hands. So there's like a hundred of those. Yes. Uh, he shows up to Urahara's because there's nobody else that can help. Urahara explains that he knew this would happen. So he wanted Orihime to stay out of the fight. And I'm like, that was a real bad fucking idea, huh? <laughs> right? Like, how did you think that would go? And I'm like, man, this is sure just the Soul Society arc again. Mm-hmm. Ichigo's like, are you sure you don't, your Soul Society won't be mad at you? And Urhara's like, what are they going to do? Banish me twice? <laughs> <laughs> they, they've kind of played their only card already. Ishida and Chad are both there. And they're, uh, they're like, we're going to Ichigo. And Ichigo's like... No, guys, you're not strong enough. So Chad punches him so hard it causes an enormous explosion. And uh, and then Ishida's like, I don't have to prove myself. That's too much trouble. <laughs> Illustrated Guide to Soul Reapers. Still not, not golden. Not golden. Mm -hmm. All the Soul Reapers who came back are back in Soul Society. They, they came through the Senkaiman. Rinji is like, Captain Byakuya, how did you arrive at such a perfect <laughs> moment? Were you just waiting off camera just to come in at the most dramatic point? And he says... Yes, that was part of my, that is also part of my duties. <laughs> and uh, Renji's like, you didn't have to do that. And uh, he says, 
it's fine. I had a lovely conversation with Kenpachi, and Kenpachi like smiles. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Episode 143. Tatsuki, Keigo, and Mizuru are all outside Urahara's shop watching it. They've been stalking Ichigo. We flash back to Mizuru bandaging Tatsuki's hand, and they all talk about how dumb and transparent Ichigo is. <laughs> Tatsuki's still pissed for blowing her off, and they followed Ichigo, but now don't know what to do. So they're like, Tatsuki, even though this was our idea, you tell us what to do. And then Tatsuki's like, well, I guess we'll just barge in. Okay, he was like, okay, ta okay Tatsuki's normal again. Urahara is setting up the way to Hueco Mundo. And he's like, okay, Mod Souls, you get back. You're not real characters. This is too close to the actual content. You have to stay away now. <laughs> Tensei literally picks them up and escorts them off the premises. I'm sorry, the cannon's about to begin. You have to step aside. Not even Totsky and Keigo can see you. I'm sorry. You're not even that much of characters. <laughs> We're going to bury you under the boards. Urahara does his fucking dragon slave chant and opens a big hole. <laughs> he says, there's no solid ground, so you're going to have to focus and make a, a walkway out of the reishi to get to Hueco Mundo. Nijigo says, would you guys uh, do me a favor and make an excuse for my family? I'll apologize to my friends when I get back. Uh, they all jump in. Tatsuki, Keigo, and Mizuru got to the basement, and Urahara let them in so they could see him leave. And he's like, Ichigo's so bad at breaking off relationships. You can't break off a relationship just by acting like a dick once. I like this scene because we see the gigantic ladder in the background. It's like, wait, did the three yeah. of them really climb that? <laughs> then we cut to Orihime. She's standing in front of Aizen, who is fucking stoned again. <laughs> like, there has not been a single time in this arc where we've seen him, and he just doesn't just look checked out. Like, he has this look on his face every time. He's like, I'm so fucking smart. This is going so well. Yeah, he well, he was like, you know, this is going to take three months to execute. And luckily, I've stocked up. <laughs> that cuts to his supply. And he's just been doling it out slowly. He hasn't been sober since he announced that plan. Uh, Loopy pisses and cries because he was a diversion. And he fucking is butthurt about it. And he's like, you shouldn't have brought this human. And it's like, and you got owned too. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want to see your powers, Orihime. Heal Grimjow's arm. And Loopy, like, throws a fit. He's like, it's impossible. You can't heal something that isn't there. This girl can't do that at all. And when she can't, I'm going to kill her. And then Orihime just starts doing it. Like, it's not even a problem. Grimjow is, like, is wigging out and is, like, and Loopy's coping and crying over it. He's like, how can this be? That's impossible. No one can do that. According to Ulkiora... Her powers are basically localized time reversal, but Aizen says that's wrong. Her powers are rejecting specific events and undoing their results. So basically, it's like King Crimson, but in reverse. Yes. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Don't question it. I mean, this is honestly the smartest thing this series does. <laughs> I, I loved it so much back in the day because Orihime gets her powers and they're bullshit. And dozens <laughs> of chapters later... Aizen sitting on his giant throne goes, her powers are bullshit. <laughs> and then we have to look at Aizen and be like, wait a second, what about you? <laughs> Grimjow's like, heal one more thing for me, would you? And then uh, has cool. her heal his Espada tattoo. Loopy's like, what? And then Grimjow effortlessly fucking kills him. Grimjow shoves his hand through Loopy's chest and blows the top half of his body off. Why was he the new number six? <laughs> he was cocky enough, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it makes more sense later on. Oh. 
Ichigo, Chad, and Ishida are running through the void, and Ichigo is like, man, I suck at making footholds. This sucks. Chad almost falls, but saves himself. Ishida is on, like, a surfboard and having no issue at all, and he's like, man, Ichigo, you're always fucking terrible at anything that involves any technical proficiency. And then Ichigo screams at him and also almost falls. <laughs> Chad says, I heard about the deal you made with your dad somehow, Ishida. Why <laughs> yes. are you here? Uh, and then we flash back and show Urahara breaking into Ryukin's training center and recruiting Ishida. Basically, Ishida just says, well, since Ichigo is on Soul Society's shit list and doesn't have their help, he's, he doesn't count as a Soul Reaper. Uh, that's a loophole. And then he explains the loophole to Ichigo, and Ichigo's like, that sounds like you made it up. And Ichigo says, whose side are you on? And Ichigo says, well, I'm mad at you right now, so the other side. Uh, Ryukin finds the note Ishida left him and doesn't even read it. And then Ishin shows up behind him, and they banner a little bit, and Ishin's, Ishin's like, you gonna read the letter and you can says this why i already know what it says is she is an adult he can do whatever he wants with his restored powers he can use them not use them or go get themselves killed and he's just like wow you're a shitty dad you can's like i'm still a better father than you and then ishin goes yeah i i would like to point out that i did not know whether or not ishin was out at this point <laughs> so i have been being very careful <laughs> to make no mention of it, because I do not remember when that happens. It happens way earlier in the arc when the guy shows up and is like, you seem weak, and then Ishin instantly kills him. <laughs> I, I, I like the line of dialogue here, the dialogue here where it's just like, Ishin, you never called me up. You never called me that. What's up with that? And then he goes, they rerolled me after the Soul Society arc. Because <laughs> literally a Soul Society arc ends. We watch nothing but bounce shit forever, but in real time, they immediately go, by the way, your coach's dad is fucking awesome. <laughs> or he may's, you know, in a set in a room with bars on the window, and I'm like, why 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 do you have bars on the window? She does she can't get away. <laughs> no, it's not even like it's not even like thoroughly covering the window, it's just three down the center. Yeah, it's it's they're they're metaphorical bars. Yeah, they're look. They're, there's a whole school of etiquette to this kind of thing. It's just like, do you feel more oppressed now that these three bars are in the middle? And it's like, yeah, yeah, they're kind of in the way. The manga panel for this looked really nice. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, I have to trust you on that. She's like, I'm hungry and bored. I wonder if people get hurt because I healed Grimjow and then flashes back to a fight she wasn't there for. <laughs> <laughs> she then senses Aizen's enormous spiritual pressure cock that he's putting it off while sitting on his sick couch. We finally made it. We made it to the couch. <laughs> Which is why I called Gene Caria's couch pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Illustrated Guide to Soul Reaper still not golden. Nope. Ishin mm -mm. points out that Ryukin still smokes and he's like, I quit except for Memorial Days. And he's like, why are you shouldn't you should you be smoking this is a hospital and you can just basically says don't worry about it right <laughs> under a no smoking sign <laughs> episode 144 ichigo chad and ishida come out in a weird building ichigo assumed it to be more weird and she like stop talking we we don't know if we're surrounded and they bicker over being too loud and ichigo's like well i want them to know we're here so i can beat someone up and find out where orihime is <laughs> then he walks around just screaming that they're here I have had this conversation at a D&D &D table hundreds of times. Waco Mundo has an alarm system and security, I guess. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, one of the four saint beasts is going to show up any second now. 
It does kind of have that energy. It really does. <laughs> They're walking around and yelling, and Ashida gets mad. Ashida gets mad, and it hits a button on the wall that activates a collapsing floor trap. Why is the button on the wall? It's because it's goofy. <laughs> They're like, well, obviously people are going to lean against this brick wall as they move down the hall, and this one will trigger it. They bicker a little bit as they run. Chad falls. Ashita catches him. Then he falls. Then Ichigo catches him. Ashita is pissed that they almost got killed by such an old-fashioned trap. I'm like, can't you motherfuckers fly? No, no, only in the human world or something. We aren't going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Uh, they're just they're still wandering around in the dark, wondering where everybody is. Ichigo's like, you don't have to tell me to be on guard, Ashita. I'm always on guard. And steps on another trap, and it activates a giant fucking ball rolling at them. Then Chad just is like, I'll handle this, and walks forward and stops the ball with one hand, barehanded. He doesn't even he doesn't even need his fucking devil arm for it, and then shatters it with his bare hand. They run up on a guy. Uh, everybody runs, and he goes like, wait, why are we running? And she's like, we're probably underground. We can't fight in an underground hallway. You specifically are so fucking stupid, you'll get us buried alive. Ichigo doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ichigo doesn't understand. And they find a big hall that seems perfect for fighting people, and it's here for some reason. Ashita runs to check the staircase that's across the hall, and a plague doctor-looking guy shows up to block him. And then a big dumb guy shows up on the other side. Ichigo's like, stand back, guys. I'll fight them both. And Chad elbows him in the face and sends him flying. And Ashita and Chad are like, no, you stay back. We'll fight them. Then Ashita says, these guys obviously suck, because the more dangerous an Aaron Carr is, the more it looks like a human. And both these guys are fucking freaks. <laughs> these guys are some gung-ho gun shit. Oh, God, they are. Mm. Yeah, they are, God. The two attack after Ashita insults them, and uh, Chad puts on his arm and tries to punch the weird Plague Doctor one, whose name is Ice Ringer, and he has, like, weird lasers. I love his name. It's that so that bad. guy is specifically the most gun ho gun. He like he reminds me of the dude who uses um like a fucking trombone to shoot bullets at you. <laughs> okay, it is trigun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I swear this is trigun, but I'm not sure. Looking it up. Uh, and the big one keeps trying to smash Ishida. Ichigo's like, let me help. You guys can't handle them. And Ishida's like, fuck off. Uh, and and, and just gets smacked around. Is fighting the big guy. And Ichigo keeps trying to interrupt and but getting smacked by Ishida or Chad. He's like, stay out of it. This is a moment to gas up our power-ups. <laughs> Ishida inner monologues about his opponent, whose name is Demora. That's the big guy. And then Ice Ringer inner monologues about how weak Ishida and Chad are. Then Ishida and Chad just switch opponents, and Chad smashes the big dude's face in and sends him flying. And Ishida summons his new bow thing from the Quincy Cross. Ichigo asks if it's a bow, and Ashida basically says, are you fucking stupid or something? Have I ever not used bow? I'm sorry I expected you to diversify and grow as a person, I know, that thing's pretty fucking weird. It's like you pulled out a rowboat. It's like, is that a bow? Yes, moron. Of course it's a bow. <laughs> <laughs> it charges like a Mega Man X buster, and it's called the Ginrei Kojaku. He shoots like a fucking hundred arrows at Ice Ringer, and Chad just keeps pummeling Demora. And Chad's like, I broke half your mask. I wish I hadn't because you're so ugly. <laughs> and then Chad blocks his punch and fucking shoulder throws this enormous dude who's like 30 feet tall. Ice Ringer is shitting his pants because Ashida can keep up with his Sonido. 
And she just says, well, I have the Quincy version of the Flash ship. Personally, I think it's better than Flash Step. <laughs> it's so funny. They all have different names for these techniques are the exact same technique. Yeah. Ice Ringer gets pissed and shoots a bunch of lasers at Ishida, and Ishida sprays a bunch of arrows to shoot down all the lasers. <laughs> and then Ice Ringer says, it's, it's really goofy looking. <laughs> and then Ice Ringer's like, this is stupid. You can't defeat me. I can shoot 108 lasers at once, so it's impossible to counter. And she's like, 108's pretty good. I can shoot a few more at once, 1,200, and then just annihilate him. Yeah, no, it's really good to just be like, I shoot like 10 times as many. The implication <laughs> that he was intentionally firing multiple projectiles at single projectiles of his long enough to pull this reveal. Mm -hmm. is some pretty Uryu core shit. <laughs> See, remember that part? You, you know that part of Ghost of Tsushima where if you go there before the story says arrows from ghosts just eradicate you? <laughs> it's just that. He he gets like deleted like a full, like he got hit by the fucking Kamehameha. <sighs> Deborah gets real mad at losing to Chad and shoots out his tongue yep and chad just blocks it what was his plan well his tongue is so super powerful obviously it would just kill anything it does look pretty fucking gross it does and then chad says normally i wouldn't kill someone who's given up the fight but uh <laughs> you're not a human being so it's fucking over and he starts to he start, he's gonna use his super attack El Directo. <laughs> yeah. To own the shit out of him, but that but then the episode ends and it's time for the illustrated guide to Soul Reaper. Still not, not golden, golden. Not a single golden. I'm waiting for that new Nintendo El Directo. <laughs> <laughs> Marachio Omida, who is the guy with a bowling ball Shikai that Ichigo defeats in one punch right before he fights Byakuya, uh, is introducing his family. They all look like him and have Mara in the name. His youngest sister looks normal, and he's like, so sad for her. She's so homely. And then Ichigo and Ricky were like, I think you're the one who's weird looking, and then that's the joke. That's it. Yep. Those were our episodes. Yep, Ooh. that's some bleach we sure did, Chug. It was a lot of bleach. <laughs> All right, we got to move on to our segments town. We did finish up the last ending that we got through, so that was the outro. Die Die by Chatmonchi? Chatmonchia? Something like that. Chat Monchi, yeah. So we got to review it. We watched through it in every episode it showed up in. We have a good impression of what it's like. I have a good impression. It goes... It's very... um. <laughs> it's an ending. It's an ending. Uh, we rated it 1 to 10. I will let Dr. Agro lead this off. This, uh, this ending was anime ED shaped. Like the, in a vague sense, yes. This thing was like a platonic ideal of an anime ending. It had all those nostalgic late evening and night scenes. It, it had that early 2000s Japanese indie rock guitar tone. It was short. <laughs> um, based on the way it ending lines up with... Uh, uh, or Orihime's big sad day out. Mm -hmm. I, I really liked the parallel theming. So honestly, for for something that might have been really just kind of meh, I really liked it. I'm I'm gonna give it a seven for its implementation. This is a load bearing ending. Is that what you're? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, I'll go next. Okay. I think this is basically the worst ending we've seen so far. <laughs> okay. Even worse than... Nobody knows who really am. Yes, because that one has a certain nostalgia to it where it overrides <laughs> that being bad and just becomes, yeah, that's the Bleach song. <laughs> Whereas this is now we're past that. It's pretty cool when they kidnapped that woman and made her sing into a microphone. <laughs> she had never done it before, but she had to to save her life on that day. We get like two shots in this whole ending and one's a really slow like pan over the school. I really don't like the song. It doesn't look good at any point. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Chris? Not only does this song suck... It fucking spoils what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the intro did a lot of that, too. Yeah, it did. So I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give this a three. Like, it's not good visually. And I, the song is like screeching. All right, Dan, you got to balance this out with what's going on over there. Well, I have no particular nostalgia for this bleach theme. I do have to say it really resonates with an early to mid to late aughts sort of indie rock energy it's like the second album from panic at the disco excruciating <laughs> and yet very nostalgic i'm gonna give it a four out of ten really afraid of what's happening over there right now <laughs> <laughs> wow that gives it a total score of 16 averaging out to a four out of ten that is that is a really impressive number considering how much bob hates it <laughs> <laughs> all right now time for the best segment best dressed See what I did there the best twice, yeah. Oh, that is that a thing you aspire to do? Yes, of course. <laughs> Chris, who is the best dressed this set of episodes? Uh Shinji when he shows up dripped the fuck out in his suit and coat. <laughs> it is a very nice coat. <laughs> Dr. Agro? Easy call. Uryu's little majorette outfit is adorable. It is amazing. Obviously, his best outfit. Holy shit. <laughs> I'll go next. I'm going to choose Chad with his rose shirt and new arm. It's really strong. Like, the, the rose on the shoulder is great. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, it's it charging, like, opening, like, the fucking jet wing when he's going <laughs> to use El Directo is really fucking cool. Also. Yes. Dan? Gentlemen, I didn't want to pick anything for the new intro that premiered uh, on the last episode here, right? Yes. Uh, I didn't want to pick anything from that, and uh, I'm very sad because that means I have nothing. So I'm going with Loopy again <laughs> because that outfit is still the best outfit. I'm sorry. The side cuts are incredible. The sleeves are great. Well, you got to get the picks for him in while you can. He's annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Eyes is going to come back like three days later and be like, Ori Hime. <laughs> I like when Grinja was wearing Lupin as a glove. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be really good when Gene Caria teams up with Luffy. I, I did legitimately. I debated whether or not to pick Totsky. In that moment, she was wearing Ichigo's teeth as rings. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to get new molars. <laughs> Uh, that does match up with the thing you said in an early episode. I, I, I believe th that what she was really wearing was a good <laughs> smile in this case. All right, Dan. Uh, what? How excited are you to continue oh. watching Bleach? Oh, I'm pretty excited. Because right. um, I would like to see the things that were in that intro that is fully concluded. 
Yeah, that's because we really didn't see all of that yet, <laughs> and that was some bullshit of them to roll out so long ago. <laughs> I'm I, like, are you fucking real? Yeah, maybe they didn't originally plan to have that giant thing of filler in this. Yeah, then it would have timed out at sense. all, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. Look, maybe those scenes in, in the last <laughs> intro were metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> So all that imagery of like a cool look. It was desert. anime characters running. What do you want? You, we're not going to get a full moon on a moonlit desert at night. This beautiful stark white look. We're not getting. We're not going to look, man. Don't don't, don't make me cop to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob. I'm pretty excited. I forget though. Is this category on a scale of one to ten? Yes. Okay, I thought so. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm really excited to see what the intro was like. Oh, you're going to be excited for this. In several months, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to bed now. And I'll get too excited while I'm asleep. Anyways, enjoy the the soccer game. <sighs> All right, there was no failure this time, but <laughs> was any of this Jinkaria's plan? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Yes, yeah, that seems like the right answer. It seems, it seems pretty like obviously no. It yeah. seems like this is Eisen's plan now. Weird. Yeah, it almost seems like Eisen's doing a thing, and no one's playing soccer. <laughs> Agro? Uh, mm-hmm. You think this is Eisen or Karia? I'm just not sure. I mean, you, you you said that thing earlier that's now making me think that maybe Jin Karia is Hitsugaya from the future. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. So, so now I just don't know what to think. I'm just worried that at any moment, Orihimi could mess up, delete an event, and Jin Karia is alive again. Oof. Holy shit. <laughs> Chris, I'm, I'm scared. You got to pull me out of this. I'm going to say this is Jinkari's plan, but it hasn't worked. His actual plan was for Ichigo to fall between the Earth and Hueco Mundo, and then he would have been able to rematerialize to Ichigo falling. But that didn't happen, so he has to come up with a new plan. Do you think Jinkari is in, like, a, a Kingdom Hearts, like, darkness region? He's sitting there on the beach with Aqua. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's that shot reverse shot but it's Riku and then Jinkaria <laughs> Chris did you bring any trivia this week yes Ice Ringer is named after a uh, German furniture designer is that true or false <laughs> Dan you can oh, you no. can guess first I'm sweating <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be resolute and say no, no, that is not the case, Bob. You know this is way too out there for you to have just made it up. I'm gonna say it's true. Agro. Yeah, answering this one purely on guts, uh, I, I could not stand to guess no and be wrong because then I just look like a coward. So I'm gonna guess <laughs> yes. This is some Kubo shit. The answer is yes. He's named after Werner Eislinger. Yes! <laughs> so Eislinger became Ice Ringer. I'm just going to walk into the ocean now. <laughs> he designed something called the Loft Cube, which is like a weird cube with windows that you put on the top of buildings and people live in it. He designed you mean like something? a shipping container? <laughs> <laughs> he designed something called the Wage Cage? <laughs> Yeah, but this is a really, really expensive wage cage. It costs a lot of money. <laughs> so we respect him. <laughs> I was going to say, like, did he design Eisen's couch? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sounds like he's gentrifying Maybe, illegal loft housing. <laughs> yeah. 
Now I'm terrified that he did design Heisen's couch, and I just don't know because I'm not familiar with Werner Eislinger's fucking body of work. Because why would I be that insane? I thought you were a Bleach fan. <laughs> the fuck do you mean you haven't looked through this man's furniture catalog? All right, it's time for us to rate these episodes. As always, we use our patented tightness scale that goes from zero to 25. Chris, how tight were these episodes? Uh, these were pretty tight. Uh, I liked that we're, you know, getting Ishida and Chad stuff. I liked Tatsuki rocking Ichigo's shit. I, I liked the Goldens, especially. They were all pretty good this time. So I'm going to give this, I'm going to give these sets episodes a 19. Nice. I'll go next. I actually like this a lot. Like, this is all non-filler. I think there are a few moments that weren't great in it with, like, the, the Amoto stuff. But it's like, well, that's him. That's his entire character right there. <laughs> uh, but we get actually into Hokomondo. We get to see a little bit of fights. <laughs> Sorry, Hokomondo had some real guacamole energy to it. Fair. Ichigo's like, so why is it called Hokimondo? <laughs> it's like, get out of my house. <laughs> But I'm going to give this a 21. I actually think this is really solid stuff. And also that first episode in the set where it was all the fights looks great as the best Bleach has looked in a while. Dan. Oh, this is good stuff. This is great. This is the best it's been in a decent while. One might say uh, approximately five months for us. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 20. There's a lot of hype stuff that's happening. Uh, people who've watched enough content from us know I love the beginning of Yu Yu Hakusho and the vibes it has before it just starts going into tournament shit. Mm -hmm. So I loved that Orihime episode where she's just a ghost and she has to make, like, she has to come to terms with stuff and say goodbye. Like, I love that. That invention for that episode to do that was so funny as shit. I love that. And we're making progress. We're going places. We're doing things. You know, they entered the castle and the ceiling started coming down and they had to hold it up so Hiei could go do the thing. Right? They, they trusted Hiei. Can they you believe that? That was an important move for them emotionally here at Bleach. <laughs> and I appreciate it. No, really. These are good episodes. 20. Which means for me, that's the highest it's been in five months. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Agro. Uh, I, I'd like to restate right now that I really, really, really fucking hated that clone Iran car arc. Uh, <laughs> so the farther we get from that, the better this show gets. We're on a roll. We're out of the filler. This, this is, I mean, <laughs> we're... <laughs> timeline they just shoot Orihime and you're like we're so far from that I'm feeling great <laughs> this is amazing um we, we we get one of the most killer Totsky scenes also Totsky's back I mean she's gone again uh but it's okay they this acknowledge was... she was they're not acknowledging her enough <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel seen we we are heading into the shit now uh I am going to give this set a 22 and the only reason it's not higher is because this is an act of faith that the stuff that is about to happen. The reason I dropped bleach is going to blow over and there's going to be cool shit after it. Maybe even cooler shit to come. Ooh, I hope so. I hope the peak of bleach is an El Directo. <laughs> we're, we're getting pretty close to where I also fell out. So I'm scared. <laughs> I'm just hoping Eisen's just not like uh, I could shoot 240 shots at once. What do you guys got? <laughs> you just looks at the camera like, oh boy, 
He doesn't know what he's walking into. <laughs> that would be so funny if, like, a she just keeps getting put up against people who can shoot ever-increasing amount of projectiles, <laughs> but, not but still not 1,200. <laughs> I, I think that's, like, the Prince of Tennis. I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> Prince of... There is a point in Prince of Tennis where they're just like, knock them out with the ball. That's how you win at tennis, right? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, if you look at the rules of tennis, that's the most efficient way to win. Huh. I, I'm really worried because I don't remember exactly what's coming that would have driven you guys off. You're all scaring the shit out of me. Stop talking about this and move on. <laughs> because we still have, like, what, two and a half, four and a half years left of this? <laughs> well, I didn't fall out forever. I came back and fell out multiple times. Oh, that's, that's, you know, now I have confidence. <laughs> and to tell, to Bob, to be brutally honest, I don't remember why I fell out and I don't know what we're going to miss because I never went back and read it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, everyone should be very excited for next time on Chugging Bleach. That's where we end the episode. Oh, okay. Is that an editor note to yourself? Yes. Hey, me, remember to end the episode. <laughs> if you don't, it will just keep playing forever, which on paper might get us infinite ad revenue. <laughs>